0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Hi everybody, Shalom, (laughs) welcome to the Isha Torah Essentials course. Today we'll be doing the five ways of mastering free will. Mastering free will is not a, this is not a class about whether you have free will and all those philosophical questions of if God is beyond time. Are we really making a choice, if God already knows what we're going to choose? That's not this class. If you want to go stare at your belly button and discuss that, do that somewhere else. But this is not what we're doing. We are taking it for a given that we have free will, and that it also is what makes us unique as human beings. Other uh, beings on earth, whether it's plant or animal, they are hardwired for survival and reproduction, whereas human beings have a greater level of free will beyond dinner or movie we have a higher level free will so today's part of a uh, more of a mastery class Uh, no one here is going to leave masters but at least you can get the idea of what it would be to be a master of free will mastering uh, mastering free will and the first step we're going to do one word per step so you guys can get it memorized And the first we're going to put in there is the word constant. So everyone say the word constant. And constant means that every second is a chance for a choice. You can actually use this very moment for choice. So let's take a few choices here. Let's choose to breathe. Everyone take a nice deep breath one of those involuntary functions that you can either just have happening in the background or you can choose to do it. So let's choose again. Let's choose some breath. Okay. That's good. Let's choose our posture. Everyone find a posture that would be the best for your body. Choose a posture. Okay. Find that posture. Other so choices you can make. Uh, I imagine a lot of you woke up in Jerusalem this morning, which means you probably didn't choose to be in Jerusalem. You probably woke up here without that choice. So let's choose to be in Jerusalem on three, maybe we'll do that with a breath, I'll count to three. Uh, I want you to imagine you're in your hometown, wherever you're from, and someone comes up to you with two pills. They say you eat the red pill, you're in Jerusalem, you eat the blue pill, you stay in your hometown. Okay. And now they offer you both. And you're obviously choosing to be in Jerusalem, because here you are. And we're going to now choose to be in Jerusalem on the count of three. We're going to eat that red pill. Close your eyes. We're going to open them up back in Jerusalem on three. One, two, three. Take a breath. Open your eyes. And here you are. Welcome to Jerusalem. Okay? You're also in this class, which is part of the Essentials Course. Some of you are here hour by hour. And others of you are dropping into your favorite rabbis. That would be me. And... But let's choose to be in this class right here with me, even if you're on the schedule, that you're choosing to be with me. And think how much more I feel the mandate to share with you if I know you chose to be in this class, to be with me this hour. It gives me a bigger mandate, a bigger ability to be there with you if you're choosing to be here with me, even though I was just the next rabbi on the schedule. And I, I I, I doubt any of you chose to be with each other in this room meaning maybe the person sitting next to you, but probably not much more than that. So, why don't we choose to be with each other? Everyone look around the room a little bit, Look around. Choose it, choose it, okay? Choose it, choose to be with these people, especially the person next to you, okay? Choosing it, good. Okay, now choose your parents. Choose your parents, say, how do I choose my parents? Well, I'll tell you how you don't choose your parents. By having really short phone calls with them. When parents can never seem to have the right timing when they call you, you always gotta go. Is that choosing your parents? When you always gotta go? So let's choose our parents right now. No matter what, just make choices. You got parents, truly. Those who are married, anyone married here? <laughs> never mind. Uh, <laughs> choose our siblings, as crazy as some of them are. Choose our siblings. doesn't look like the battery's on. Right? Maybe press the button and see if that works. It's charging. It's charging? No, no. Okay, hopefully it's charging. We'll see if it goes down from 100. should be on the whole time. You can also unplug and replug. Okay, listen if my phone buzzes. It buzz? I
1: don't know. Don't worry about it.
0: What were you choosing just now? How about being Jewish? Another thing you can't really choose, unless you're born Gentile. Let's all choose to be Jewish. A lot of us walk around with a monkey on our back about the fact that we're Jewish. Probably a lot of you are in this class right now to feel better about being Maybe if I go to Essentials, I'll feel better about being Jewish. Maybe it'll make it worthwhile. Maybe it'll make it something worth being excited about, motivated about. But let's just choose it without even... Before we've even talked about it. Let's just choose it because that's what it is. We're Jewish. We're part of an ancient tribe. Let's just choose that. To be part of that tribe. An M-O-T. Member of the tribe. And when it comes to God... Choosing, which is constantly choosing, is connected because God, who's outside space and time... What happened to this blue pen here? Let's try another pen. Not much better. God, who's outside space and time... Just give a little centrifuge. I'm going to ask you two questions. Is God aware of past present and future. Is God aware of past, present, and future? Yes or no? In one paradigm, yes. Yes. <laughs> the paradigm of God being outside space and time. That's what we're going with. Okay, God being outside space and time is totally aware of past, present, and future. Now, next question. Is God creating right now past, present, and future? Be careful not to answer too quickly. It was a bit of a trick. We underline two words in that question. What two words? Right now. Is God creating right now, right now, is God creating right now, past, present, future? No. No, for sure not. What is God God creating right now? Present. What is God creating right now? Present. Excellent. Well, I was looking for another two words. What is God creating right now? Right now. Right now. God's creating right now, right now. And God is not creating the past right now. And God's not creating the future right now. He can't do that. What? He can't do that. He cannot do that? Yeah, that's interesting. Is there something God can't do? He cannot create the past right now. Can he create the pastor? I mean, he would, but it, oh he God. probably could, but it would freak us out. <laughs> Hope it'd be a nice day. And he creates, <laughs> you know, some really good day from then right now, which would be a total overload. But... <laughs> okay. So is God creating a thousand years ago right now? <coughs> no. A thousand years from now? And a year ago. A year from now, an hour ago, an hour from now, a minute ago, a minute from now, a second ago, a second from now. We're... What is the USB cable interface between God and creation? What is that USB interface? It's two words. Present moment. Yeah, present moment. It's right now. So it's only from our
1: perception
0: of present moment. Mm-hmm. But what else would well, we be talking about? But,
1: but time is a creation in itself. God isn't in any of
0: his creation. He's not in it. I'm just asking if he's creating. Where is God in? At what point of creation, both in space and in time, is God's USB cable interface. Where is that? With creation. God's USB cable, by the way, is a really long cable. And it's thick, because it's got 10 spheros inside of it. And that cable gets more ethereal, the the higher you go. But eventually, it just comes down, and down, and down, and down, and down, and then it's just USB. And that USB's clicked into, right here, right now. So the USB cable interface between God and creation is right here. Right here, right now. Now, that constant moment that God's creating right here and right now is going away. It's disappearing. Meaning, this is the future. It's coming into this moment. And then it's immediately going into the past. Which is like a shredder, really. So it's like blank paper here. And here's the inkjet. And it's hitting the present moment, and then it's going out of a shredder. It's going out of a shredder. Because no one can show me yesterday or the day before, or a year ago, or a year ten years ago. You can't show it to me. Nor can you show me tomorrow, or a week from now, or a year from now. None of that is available. It is purely, uh, uh, I guess, conceptual. But the experience of life is only in this moment. This is the experience of life. There is no other experience. And you can ride the wave of that experience. All you have to do is just get on it, take a deep breath, and ride the wave. You see, if you try to think about the moment, where is it already? If you try to think about this moment, where does it go? In the past. It the past. If you try to conceptualize this moment, it's gone. You can't do that. Which just tells you something amazing, is that your conceptual brain, your left brain, the analytical brain, the one you do all your calculating with, That left brain can never interface with God. So people who are constantly stuck (coughs) in their left brain, people whose left brains just seem to never leave them alone, you know what I'm talking about? People who overthink a lot, and they're involved in constant calculation, they're locked out of that interface until they take that deep breath and release that, that part of the brain, which is the analytical brain, the left brain. Releasing the left brain and then just riding with the moment. Which is available to all of us. Some of us do it more naturally. I'm a little more natural than, that. Unless I'm dealing with some crisis where my left brain takes over trying to calculate. And then I calculate. But I immediately have shortness of breath. A sense of separation between me and others. And I catch it quickly because I don't want to live there. I'm not interested in living in a separate world. I want to live connected And I get myself in that breath and back to this constant unfolding. I mean what is this moment other than the unfolding of infinite into finite? What is this moment? How does this moment exist unless the infinite is unfolding itself into this finite moment? Which is really amazing because that means that we're not coming from the past at all. We're actually in a constant unfolding. There is no past and there is no future when it comes to god and when it comes to us you may be built of memories of the past but those have no true relevance to this moment they don't the past does not inform this moment other than however it's utilitarian for me i e that i'm a jew that i got to put on my tefillin, that i got to go to shul that i got to pray mincha still today these are all ways I get informed by the past. But that's utilitarian. It just lets me know there's certain phone calls i got to make, certain uh, logistics i got to handle in my life, and I'm going to remember those things from the past. But as far as my own interaction with creation, that's going to be riding that wave, literally riding the wave on the cutting edge of the unfolding of creation at all times. <laughs> Which you have... Lo- in you. It's your right brain, which is called Chochmah. It's the right brain. It's in you. And we can all go there right away. Let's just give us a double snap and go there right away together. Even you biggest left brain calculators, you know, spending way too much time thinking, just give a double click, deep breath. You'll see you there. Ready? Okay, we're going to ride the wave of the moment. As the future feeds in, we're going to actually, instead of the future feeding into the moment and it going out the shredder, we're going to ride this spot into the future. You ready? We're gonna ride, get ready to sail. One, two, everyone's gonna double snap, get your hands ready. Double snap and breathe after the double snap, you can take a deep breath, close your eyes. Okay, ready? Can you hit the air conditioner off, please? Uh, top button there. One, two, three. Inhale. Open your eyes. Ride it with your eyes open. It's even cooler. Eyes closed is easy, but eyes open, it's amazing. This is the unfolding, you can say this is the unfolding of the infinite into the finite. It's not coming from the past. What in the past could possibly make this moment? Is there enough juice in this table to perpetuate itself? There's nothing about this table that could possibly stay alive each moment. You know what's going on in this table? You know how much is moving in this table? How much energy is in this table? If we could harness this table, we could probably power all of Jerusalem. No one knows how to do that. But the moving energy inside even your wood table, has tremendous energy in the movement of the of it. frequencies of wood. And it's, it can't create that. It's being created the world is perpetually coming into existence. The mastery series is mastering free will as being able to ride the wave of creation. It's an amazing place to be. It's also amazing because you never get old. You never get old. We're all the same age when it comes to that part of the, exp- when you get to that part of your mind, the, tr- the, true, the true part of your mind is timeless. There's no age, no fear of death. The opposite. Death, death could only get good, better because think of the one thing that gets in the way of the feeling you're having right now. Tell me, what is the one thing that gets in the way of the feeling you have right now? It begins with a T. H-I-N-K-I-N-G. Someone say it. Thinking. Your thinking gets in the way. So we're all suffering a little mini-death right now as our thinking quiets Mm. and our mind, our right brain, which is the part that's directly linked, fiber-optic linked to the the shunna, to the soul, which is linked directly to God, which is totally outside of time, is only eclipsed by thinking. Thinking's important. You gotta think. I, I had to make a lot of calculations today. I had to go visit the bank... With other things and I had to calculate my way into the old city on my mountain bike you know how slippery these streets are and try it on a bike and a lot of calculating a lot of not being so much in the moment I was happy to finally have arrived and to get back into that right away so our thinking is what gets in the way of our experience of our soul and the experience of God that thinking will end when we die, when we're, when the brain is no longer running the show. Well, it doesn't run the show, but whatever. When when we when our brain finally shuts down, then we will be in pure soul experience all the time, unlimited by our thinking. Now, that's number one. That's the constant. And uh, you can choose to be in Jerusalem. You can choose your posture. Choose your breath. And ultimately get in touch with God who's constantly creating the world. Got it? Okay, everyone say constant. 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 we having fun yet? You can turn the AC back on, I think. Is it warm in here? Is it stuffy in here? No. Is it perfect in here?
1: Yeah.
0: Perfect? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the beauty of layers. <laughs> if you guys are perfect, now I'm perfect. Mind I'm using your table? The next is reevaluation. Everyone say reevaluation. Reevaluation. Now, reevaluation. When it comes to mastering free will, is you'll understand in a moment, is super key. You gotta be able to reevaluate because if you can't reevaluate your life, you are never going to be a master of free will. Free will means I get free choice. I get to make choices. But what happens is we have two major pitfalls. When it comes to reevaluation, pitfall number one is the momentum of past decisions. Momentum of past decisions. You've all made choices in life. And that momentum of the choices you've made in your life can, are, do take away your choice in the future. Meaning we're all still going off past choices. The master of free will is constantly re choosing, re choosing, recreating his or herself at all times. Sounds scary? Sounds scary to recreate yourself? No. No. You said no? Yeah, it, it is not scary. And the only scary part is the second issue: others. <laughs> what will they think if you keep reinventing yourself, if you totally recreate yourself? Based on, you know, if you are really, instead of a human being, you're a human becoming. You're just constantly becoming as you get more exposed and more exposed. You just keep becoming it and becoming it and becoming it. What's the term for someone who's constantly becoming something? So let's look over here. I'm going to make a little chart. And the chart's going to look like this. It's going to be like a grid. I guess I'll make it here. Is that more or less a square? This is really boring to make, by the way. And then we'll go down here. Okay, someone please help me find the middle. I'm too close to the board. What's the what, give me a middle square? I'll just count it. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So I need to get. Uh, I need one more grid, right, to get to an exact middle. Yeah. I'll do one more. Is this the middle here? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, Perfect. Okay, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Is that the middle? No. That no. so Yeah. Is, and is it the middle for up and down? Close enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. There you are. Hello, everybody. That's you, X. Mr. X, Mrs. X, Miss X. Okay? That's you. You are X. And all the people who share your life, all the people who you call your loved ones, and your best friends, guess what they are? X. Good
1: guess.
0: I mean, think about it. Your closest people are the people who are most like you. First of all, if it's your family, they raised you, so you're totally raised in the culture, of that little microculture called your family. Your parents didn't name you you weird names like Moon Unit and Dweeble and, you know, Saturn. Yeah, they didn't name you those names. They named you normal names for the community. Your parents also sent you to schools that they see eye to eye with that particular way of looking at life. You've been in X family. You've been living in X, probably you're in X community. You probably went to X schools. And it just keeps going and is there a lot of free will there living in X land a lot of free will there anyone anyone walking out of there as a master of free will we got a couple seats ladies going to sit uh, are you is this look like a setup for does this look like a setup for mastery of free will or failure in making real powerful life choices being a what I said earlier, a human becoming as a as opposed to a human being. This is definitely this is definitely Popeye here. You heard the cartoon character Popeye? Yeah. He used to always make jokes about, you know, like spinach and yams and stuff. So he used to say, I am what I am. Okay? <laughs> I am what I am. One guy once told me when I was teaching him about Judaism, that he seemed to never really get any traction. So I said to him, What's up with you? Like we've been learning for years. Like you you do nothing still. And he said, You can't teach an old dog new tricks. I said to him, You're not a dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. By the way, the X's keep going. It loosens up a bit as you go further out. But I mean, you are part of a city. Let's say this is the city. And there's a certain level of X on the country level. Okay, it just keeps going. It is the biggest setup for having never mastered free will. This is a perfect way to not master free will because it's so hard to reevaluate when you're living in that culture. Now, once in a while, someone gets a little courage, takes a little trip. For example, a trip to Israel and they meet, and they meet, they, they take a trip, so let's take the trip. They come on this trip, they go up and out of X land and they move into a discovery after lots of growth, they discover, oh my gosh, why? Why? That's after asking why. But let's just say they found this amazing truth. And they become why. Okay, that's great. Why? Rob isn't that just an X-land for why? Yeah. That is an excellent question. It sure is. It definitely is, for sure. But it could be that the X land here, or have a lot of parts of the X culture, that are just just real lies, and the Y land has a lot more truth. But the problem is, once you're surrounded by those Ys, let's say you, let's say you join this community here, so now you're just amongst a new, you know, a new genre. But the good part of that. That at least the new genre you join, given that you're smart, I and mean, you could wind up anywhere. But given that you're smart and you have the common sense to recognize truth when you see it, at least you're there. You know, at least you're there, not there. You got, you know, if if this if X had 80% of the culture was an absolute fictional agreement, because think about it, what is X other than a fictional agreement? What are the, what are the people of West LA? other than in a fictional agreement? What are the people in the Upper West Side of Manhattan, other than in a fictional, uh, fictional agreement? What are the people of Thornhill, Toronto, in other than a fictional agreement? These are all just agreements. They're fictional agreements. There's nothing true about them. But I was actually having you check out of X-Land and find out things that are true. Now, you can make a community out of those people, and it can have, it will always have some level of fiction. For example, my Hasidic community. I believe that at the core of my Hasidic community is truth. But there's so much stuff around it that's purely culture and is not based in truth at all. It's based purely in tradition. It's purely tradition. There's no truth to it. But the rules are strong. The structure's rigid. You get that? It's a rigid structure. And I'm subject to it if I want to be part of it. My wife's church, subject to it. My children are subject to it. So I better make sure I'm getting what I want to get out of it. Because I'm paying to be there. And one of the things I get out of it is purity. Because it's a very pure environment. It's, it blocks Westernism. It it basically abh- abhors, abhors Westernism. It doesn't like the West so much. It's still fighting the good fight since Hanukkah. It's in the Hanukkah bell. Big time. So I like that protection. I I think it's a little much, but uh, it's worth it. Worth it for my sweet little kids to grow up in Mm -hmm. And I get to hang out with people who have great purity. It's nice. I I have friends who are extremely pure spiritual people. And I mean, how many extremely pure spiritual friends you have that are just pure? How many people you get to meet like? So I live in a whole community of these people, and you know, we, of course we have our wingnuts, and we have our knuckleheads, and we have our our idiots, and we have our zealots, and you know people screaming us at cars <coughs> driving by and stuff. But uh, I'm not I'm not there to live with those guys. I'm there for the other ones. Okay, but anyway, you a great question. Why is another community now? Here we go. You ready for the action? Here's the action. What if Mr. or Miss Y decides to come on home? Mm-hmm. The old uh, Oh, Rabbit Glaser. Yeah, I'm flying back to see my parents. That's nice. Good luck, Mr. Y. What happens if Mr. Y comes back to excellent? Everyone excited to see him? Mm-hmm. Everyone's excited? Maybe for the first hour. Because whatever you discover, and by the way, we, we, I know you're all thinking Judaism. It could be anything. I mean, it could be you've been in India. It could be you've been, uh, you know, working with... Uh, uh, who are the people who saved the whales? Greenpeace. Greenpeace. You've been on a Greenpeace Zodiac boat for the last eight months in the Arctic Circle, saving killer whales from, you know, or whatever kind of whales from whalers. So they'll be interested maybe the first night, but they're going to lose their interest quickly. But if it is Jerusalem that you're coming back from, uh, they're not that interested. They just don't want to know so much. And the reason is, is because when you see if a lot of us believe that our biggest fear, Well, let me ask you guys, uh, what character trait would you call the guy or the gal who come back as Y and are able to live it back in X land? Like they're able to live their truth, Y, in the world of X. What would you call the character trait of that person? What? Weird. Weird. Strong. That's what they would call it. Strong. Let's hear some uh, adjectives here. Strong. Real. Real.
1: Lonely. What? It's real. Lonely.
0: Just okay. attributes that's a feeling. <laughs> 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 yeah, I want attributes. Good. Genuine. What else? What else? Driven. Motivated. Driven. Yeah, determined. Strong, I Got strong up there. Motivated. Okay, those are all good ones, but you're missing the main one. Individual. Okay, good. Individual. Authentic. Okay, I'll get those in there. Resilient. Um, Okay, one sec. Authentic. (laughs) Original. Resilient. You guys still... How do you spell resilient? I. Okay, we're getting a lot of (laughs) attributes here. Missed the main one. Committed. Tell us. He stays. He stays. Why? You can come back a year later, committed. two years later, three years later. That's okay, nice. committed. But it's part of committed. Under determined. 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 Okay. Good. You know, I'll give it away. I'm going to give it away, but I'm going to give it away in a tr- I'm going to hide it in the question. Ready? What attribute would define someone who went away, found a truth? Lived the truth he found, or she found. Integrated that truth. So much that when they came back to X-Land, they kept it. True.
1: Honest.
0: Honest. I said I was going to embed the the answer in the question. Honest. You missed it. Should I do it again? (laughs) What would you call a person who leaves their hometown, discovers whatever they discovered, true enough to them, or at least truer than that X-Land is, truer, And they... Come back and and they integrate it and move back to where they're from, and keep it. Believer, keeper. <laughs> ah, she's got it. Integrated it. Good. She got the word. What's the character trait? What's the character trait of someone who integrates things? <laughs> Say it. Excellent. That is the ultimate attribute. That's the attribute we were looking for. It's the attribute called. Integrity, integrity, that is the ultimate attribute. What is the word integrity? It comes to the word to integrate. And if you want a definition, anyone taking notes, integrity means integrating what you know with who you are. Integrating what you know with who you are. It's the exact opposite of university exams. You have to, in university exams, you have to get out on a piece of paper what you heard or read. There is no time to integrate. That stuff because you have a new semester starting and you got to get busy with new information and there will just never be time to integrate and after a while you learn that integrating information is no longer part of the plan this is why I love in this set in this class I love people who never went to university high school dropouts are my favorite because they just when you're speaking to them like real stuff they're like whoa this is life-changing, Rabbi. Well, everyone else is like, after the class and things, so how was class? i like, that yeah, was interesting. <laughs> interesting? Yeah, it piqued your interest? Yeah. How about life-changing? Life-changing, I wouldn't go so far, Rabbi. Life-changing. That was interesting. It was informative. <laughs> That's the problem with college graduates. <laughs> Nothing touches them. Years of having to regurgitate info onto pieces of paper in the fear of some chain-smoking, (laughs) caffeine-addicted. Five minutes of office hours every third Thursday from 11 a.m. to (laughs) 11:05. Divorced three times. (laughs) Seeing his graduate students. You're forgetting the all-nighter. Dating his graduate Mm -hmm. students. <laughs> the all-nighters and... <laughs> Not to mention the all-nighters Okay So the answer is integrity Integrity means to integrate what you know With who you are in a rhyme If it's true, it's you If it's true It's you Just become it Just become it You know, the they, they asked one of the great I don't want to call him great They asked one of the most famous ethicists of our generation or last generation name was Bertram Russell he was known for his ethics work in universities and academia and but he happened to be an adulterer on the side so they asked him like, how could the biggest ethicist of our generation be an adulterer and he says if I were a geometry professor would I have to be a triangle and if it's Judaism what's our answer
1: yes yes yes
0: be a triangle <laughs> or don't be a professor. So that's the answer is integrity. One sec. And the answer is integrity. And we just got to go one more step and then then we're back. Is integrity is living that why. Now, how many people have that kind of integrity? It ain't easy. I can tell you just as a rabbi, I get to see familiar faces from this room when I visit Countries, you know, I go and teach. I'll teach in London, or I'll do a Shabbat tone in New York. Or I'll do a Shabbat in uh, Canada or in Seattle or wherever. And I recognize people from this class, and they were on, they were in. Man, the, the guy was like sporting cosmic dental floss. You know, he was he was like he was like you know, I'm main You know, that's our way of saying I'm in. I'm in. Uh, he was saying I'm in. There, I'm in. You hate me, Yeah, so. The guy was in. But what happens when you're living amongst the exes is you start developing appendages, kind of. You slowly start developing an appendage. After a while, your ex is back. And the question is why? Why? Now, listen up. When you get back there, oh, What's the fear of having these attributes? What's the fear of being someone who has all these attributes? Becomes a Y and stays that way. What's the fear? It's the fear of? Being judged. Excellent. The fear of being judged. Everyone thinks it's the fear of change. It is not the fear of change. If you won the lottery right now and you suddenly were a billionaire, Mm -hmm. your life would change so much. And you'd love every minute of it. And so would all the X's wherever you're from. Where are you from? The city? Yeah, from London. London? Is that where your parents live? No, where do they? In really? Croatia. Croatia? Yeah. Everyone in Croatia, if you came back a billionaire, with a to completely changed lifestyle, would they be happy? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: but you come back with an olive green bar mitzvah kippa, <laughs> in an IDF jacket, <laughs> cosmic dental floss. Are they all excited about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they may be excited. <laughs> the Muslims <laughs> will be extremely excited. Yeah, <laughs> that's the term we use when my boys and I go to the mikveh late on Friday. Meaning everyone's leaving, but we're just coming in. And the guy who runs the mikveh gets really excited. Meaning he gets upset. So our joke is that, boy, he's going to be excited. He's going to be so excited to see us. He's very excited and angry. We've excited his anger. Now, when you win the Jerusalem lottery, People are not that excited. Tell me, uh, let's say when I came back to Los Angeles in a keepa, wearing whatever I was wearing. Do you think my aunt from Beverly Hills said, "Oh wow"? First of all, she switches to Yom Tov from Johnny. You know, she's like, "Oh wow, uh, Yom Tov, you are so strong and real." You know, I, I mean, I'm basically everything I am today is so in their face, you know, I'm basically I mean, I might as well just hand out a card you're living a lie yeah, you're living a lie, you're living a lie, you're living a lie you're living a lie, you're so you're so strong, Yom Tov, and real and genuine you're driven, you know, you're motivated you're authentic and original resilient, committed, but I could sum it all up with full of integrity you think she said that? no, yeah. I remember, I think her words were something like You were searching. (laughs) You were weak. You were really looking for something to belong to. (laughs) I'm like, there's a lot easier things to belong to than this. You know, if I really wanted something to belong to, it would not come with 55,000 laws and funky haircuts. (laughs) but here we go we're almost there we're almost there (laughs) I got a question these X's surrounding the Y what is their problem? what's their problem? what's their their problem? haters they feel like that? oh oh yeah they become like suddenly the world's expert on Judaism you understand they know nothing (laughs) but they're like um Your mother and I believe you're really making a mistake. (laughs) Really? Where'd you get your information? I didn't know you'd been studying Judaism. They're like, well, we haven't been studying Judaism. But we believe it's a mistake nonetheless. Huh. experts. Experts, okay, let's hear the two sides. You're done. The conversation's over. They don't know the other side. What is their issue? You ready for this? Check it out, man. Watch this. You see this X here? See that X over there? This is already one removed, so this is like uh, close friends, uncles, aunts, cousins. You see what's surrounding him or her? Hey, we're missing X's. You see what's surrounding this person? What's surrounding that gal? Okay. Everyone's the center X. In their fictional agreement. Which means. Who I am is given to me by them. When someone starts messing with the agreement. All of these people. Especially the closest ones. Have a vacuum in the middle. There's a vacuum right next to them. Tell me. Does this guy really care. Who lives in your city. Does he really care what you're doing? Not really. This one, maybe a little. Moving on in. The closer they get to you, the more they need you to keep playing a game. That, personally, I don't think is worth playing. Because until things get figured out on what's true, true, what's real, I don't want to play that game. I don't want to be part of a fictional agreement. But they need you to be part of that fictional agreement to be who they are, and so it takes tremendous courage, and it also takes—did um, we put courage, love, you? It takes tremendous courage, and it takes, and it takes gentleness, care, sensitivity. And you, we can get flustered, and we don't know all the answers, how to answer them when they start asking and attacking and stuff. There's a couple of key things you can say. One of them was, since when are you the, ex- you're the expert? And they'll say, I'm not exactly an expert. So go become one. Go study. Here's a book. Go read this. Some basic Judaism. Go read this. Another thing you can say is, uh, is uh, you can try this with parents. You say, gee, ever since I came back from Jerusalem... You know, every, you seem really upset. Like ever since, uh, whenever Jewish stuff comes up, you get really upset. Maybe you'd like to talk to someone. Maybe you should go see someone about this. Because you get really weird whenever I'm around. That's called passive aggressive. <laughs> but it tends to work. It tends to work. They're, after a while, they're like, I'll just leave you alone. Okay, we had a couple questions. She seemed desperate, so... Okay, go ahead.
1: Basically, I was about the Y and the X and all the people are. you. We're after four already. Okay. So, Say again, the X and the Y. And the yeah. X and the Y. So, isn't it... I mean, like, first of all, is it... Are you only referring to Judaism or anyone goes on anywhere and starts believing in a different system? Anywhere. Anywhere? Okay. So, um... Do you think it's smart for someone who... Evolves into why to
0: go back into X land to settle there. So that's a that's a personal, person by person basis type of thing. I, I can't answer that as a principle. Uh, like, if they're from the East Coast, probably. If they're from a place that totally doesn't support why at all, so then it's better just to visit on weekends or something. Right. Not to live there, but uh, depends how much the out the somewhere around there helps. You know helps uh, kind of support that kind of lifestyle.
1: Because basically then if you turn into a Y, then it's, so to say, a whole nother grid of X's. And then if your kid... Whole grid is, of Y's now. A whole grid of Y's. And then if your kid or someone close to you moves out, but you are hard to believe on that system where you're part of these people, do you get it? So these X's may have all came to agree on something. That's why they all live there. And then someone goes and, like, changes their whole lifestyle, and walk and waltzes right back in, like, all different. Yeah. It affects them, because they chose that lifestyle. And then then what if Y, one of his kids becomes an O, and then O comes back into Y? <laughs> I'm just saying. What if just chose X, basically?
0: Yeah, it's all, it's all possible. And your, your main job as a parent, I suppose, is to keep your kids with these attributes. Like raise your kids with these attributes and okay. it should be should be pretty good.
1: Like if I went to India and I became all Hindu and weird and then I came back even here, right? Someone's gonna be like, That's weird, I should maybe just go back and in India.
0: Could be. Depending yeah. on how much of these character traits you have.
1: So it is about Judaism you're saying. It's not about just evolving and changing and coming back into society. That's what I'm asking. It's
0: all it's all it, when it comes to the subject matter it's going to be the, for you it may be the pursuit of truth People, some people are more interested in a lifestyle than the truth they're just looking right. for a lifestyle okay. so I'm more interested in truth so lifestyles every 100 yards is another lifestyle even in Jerusalem every neighborhood has got its own style right. so if you're interested in lifestyles there's a million available but if you're interested in truth so then, so then yeah, truth is the criteria and what do you use to figure out if something's true or not you have to use your common sense Rigorously honest, you don't have anything more than your common sense when it comes to truth. One more question, okay? Let's hold the uh, ladies and gentlemen. uh, We didn't get very far, Uh, we got re evaluation, though. Re evaluation means you got to be able to re evaluate your life. You're not a human being, you're a human becoming. We have to be able to turn on a dime. The pitfalls are momentum, you've had past choices. That you've been living off of, even though you have not reevaluated. So you've got to reevaluate everything. And just real important, I want you guys to get you don't have to change what you're doing just because you reevaluate reevaluated. Meaning, one of the best ways to get your marriage back in gear when you'll be married is to reevaluate it and start to re notice, re understand how awesome your spouse is. But if you don't spend that reevaluation time, you know, as Roger Waters of Pink Floyd said, who should, you know, Fly a kite for being a, a anti Semite. But in his song in Pink Floyd, it said, Day after day, the love turns gray, like the skin on, dying man. So you want to reevaluate your marriage. You want to reevaluate your Judaism. Doesn't mean you're going to suddenly become a Hindu. Reevaluate your Judaism because you need to get further clarity. And when you get that further clarity, you get back on track with your motivation, your excitement, and your inspiration. Reevaluation doesn't mean you're changing anything, but you do have to have the courage to change something if necessary. <clears throat> Clear? Okay, so we did constant reevaluation. Tomorrow we'll do the next three, or two or three. Shalom, everyone. Yeah. You can hit uh, finish and post, this? You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by torahanytime.com.